Girls. So today we are talking about the mental spiritual experience versus the actual spiritual experience. So first I want to start things off a little bit differently than how I normally would an episode. I want to first surrender this entire message and time that we are going to have now together to that which is for our highest good, um, to infinite love and infinite light to to assist us in this message as we uh, dig into the shadow. So I really wanted to talk about this one because I'm really passionate about this particular topic, the mental spiritual experience versus a true spiritual experience. And not to say that the mental aspects are not important. They play a huge role in stuff, but just kind of knowing the difference between when it's being of use and when it's just turning into kind of a fantasy or the imitation of a spiritual experience. And I feel like this isn't really talked about enough, yet we've all like been here. We've all experienced what I'm gonna talk about today at one point or another, and some of us might even be in that area right now. So hopefully this can be of help to you guys. One of the things that I always say is like the biggest clue that you are actually experiencing true inner transformation and change and that healing is really occurring and that you are having the spiritual experience is really based like on the change that you're seeing inside of you and how it's being reflected outside of you. So if you are not experiencing change within, uh, if you're actually just seeing a re- like a repetition of stuff, like being like a hamster in a wheel, <laughs> then you're not actually having the healing experience. Like you're there on the threshold, but you're so busy fighting in the trenches, you're never actually getting out of the trenches. You're just kind of in this middle valley, constantly kind of running back and forth. Or like a better way could be like you're a plane that keeps going up and down the runway, not realizing that you've never actually left the ground to fly. And not under, not even seeing that you are capable of flying the plane. You're just too busy going up and down the run, runway. So kind of like that. Um, so internal change, like true internal change is a sign of true healing. Um, of it being completed, of it, of things actually transmuting, um, of a spiritual experiencing experience actually occurring. And this is also going as a byproduct, reflect outside of you. And if it's not, then there's, there is a misalignment. There is something unfinished because our outer environment is definitely a deep reflection of what is going on within us and what we are creating. Um, so these two have a deep relationship. And so you can introspect yourself and see how that affects your out, outer world. I mean, you can also sit back and study your outer world 
to get a deeper insight into what is going on within you, maybe even on an unconscious level, which is what shadow work is about, right? It is not, it's really about finding more of our unconscious and shedding light and consciousness to it and learning in that way. And uh, this is a really powerful dynamic because a lot of times people who battle with like mental distress and like mental disorders um, are actually experiencing spiritual gifts, trying to really open up and like do what they they're here to assist you with, um, but they're in conflict or distortion with what is going on internally and what is going on in the environment. So internal and external stimuli play a huge role um, in our ability as creators. And one of the things that can be such a trap is that the mind can really feed its own ego into keeping you busy all the time. Like even doing spiritual things, you might be like spiritually busy all the time and it might feel like you're really making progress and you're really doing something, but in reality, you may not be. Like as tough as that is to hear, sometimes it's just our ego wanting to feed itself, wanting to really expand itself and sometimes it even leads into like this real fantasy place and it's not that there's anything wrong with that because like the mind is so powerful it's more powerful than we fully understand um and it's a vessel that we can help use um so it's not that that's a bad thing it's just that you can really understand kind of what is going on by the proportion of what is going on mentally and how you're grounding that into your physical reality. How is that showing itself in your physical reality? How is it helpful? How is it pushing you forward? What is it doing for you? And those have to be like tangible answers. Otherwise, you might be in what I call la-la land. <laughs> and I've been there. I've had my own version of la-la land where I'm so spiritually, mentally active but in my physical reality, nobody can tell. Like they can as far as like listening to what I'm saying and and this or that, but like my environment was not changing in a way to reflect all this work I had done. And that's because it was such a mental place. Just like there's, you know, ego manifestation and soul manifestation. Ego can manifest and the soul can manifest. And those can be two very different things. And, um, you know, there's there's a wonderful person um, who's in my life right now um, who's been such a source of, of empowerment and growth for me, which I have so much gratitude for. Um, but this person is always speaking about surrendering. And I really admire that because I've said it in another podcast Surrendering was just something I didn't realize was asked of me on a on a 24-7 basis, like all the time. <laughs> and by doing that, by being able to just surrender to that which created to you, um, whatever you call it, infinite love, infinite light, God, the higher self, source, um, he, she, it, whatever. 
I say it that way because like sometimes we're all talking about the same thing, but we're using different terminology. So surrendering to the greater vision for you, um, that that which is higher than you has helped establish and, and given you, promised you in your heart what your soul has actually come here to do. By surrendering to that, it's just so much more powerful um, because it, it can never lead you wrong. It's going to lead you exactly where you want to go, um, like truly, like where your soul needs to go. And often it's like way better than we even knew we could ask for. It's like way better of a vision than we even thought possible. It's like you can't go wrong by making that type of decision, right? Like it's pretty powerful. Um, so by surrendering first, before doing manifesting work or as I'm doing manifesting work, it really allows me to start manifesting from a soul level instead of the ego level. Um, and like right now, um, I'm currently taking clients. I connect to the angelic realms. I go through a lot of training and high maintenance with my body to stay a very clean channel for the angelic realms to work through. And I have, you know, all the Claire gifts and I got way more gifts than just the Claire's. Like we always hear about the Claire's, but there's so many more gifts and there's even bigger gifts. Um, so I am taking clients right now. I'm working with clients on breaking through you know, their transformations, upgrading their lives, having, you know, healing the internal um, process uh, the, of like confliction and divisions and things that need to be addressed and taken care of. I kind of work as like a mirror catalyst working with the psyche. Um, but one of the things that I'm saying this for is because I don't just take any clients. Like um, I look for the clients who are so fed up with the pain, they're so fed up with the cycle, they're so fed up with the way things are, or constantly hitting these walls and becoming stuck, that they're finally at a point in their life where they're actually ready to do something about it. Like they're actually ready to do what it takes to create the change that is being asked. And so I'm bringing this up to say that that's how you'll know <laughs> when you've really stepped into the true spiritual experience, that journey, is that, um, you know, the catalyst of change is when you, I like to use analogy of having a glass shard stuck in your eye. I'm like, oh my God, that hurts, right? Just the thought of that, like, sounds so awful. The majority of us will spend a ridiculous amount of time and money doing whatever we can to just put a band-aid over the glass sticking in the eye or doing whatever we can to distract ourselves from it, doing whatever we can to comfort ourselves or medicate ourselves, even spiritually comfort, spiritually medicate ourselves um, instead of just pulling the glass shard out of our eye. Like if we would just pull the shard out of the eye the, the glass piece, um, like the problem solved, like boom, it hurt real bad real quick and, and like it's out. And like now you get to heal and rebuild and start all over and recreate an entire new life um, like a reset button. But 
the, the majority of us won't do that. For whatever reason, we won't, or we just don't even know how. Maybe we don't realize that's what's being asked, that's what's needed. And so we'll just do like everything else we can think of. Like I see this in the spiritual community a lot. Like this is not just for non-spiritual people. Like I see people in spiritual community all the time. I tried this diet. I did this channel work. I went into ayahuasca. I, um, you know, cut a chicken's head off and turn around three times. <laughs> I did this spell. I did Reiki. I really worked in metaphysics. I saw this tarot card reader. I mean, they, they, they've just tried like everything. They're always like on to the next new thing um, in the spiritual community. And the reason why is because they are trying to achieve healing and a very certain level of enlightenment, but they're not removing the glass shard. So it's like just dancing around this very deep-seated um, pain point. point. Um, and so that's how you'll know is when you are so fed up enough with things, um, that's when your, your journey actually begins is at that point when we are able to fully get so honest with ourselves that we're willing to look in our blind spots. We all have, or we all have had a blind spot. It's like something we just don't see at this point um, that is playing such a role in the chaos and the confusion and the feeling stuck and the limitations and the pain that just won't seem to go away and the memories that just won't seem to go away, the stories that we just can't seem to let go of or just so freaking attached to it. Um, and, uh, typically the culprit of that is in the blind spot. And so I love to look in people's blind spot and help them come to the realization of what's really going on. And so I just like really encourage you that, um, whatever is going on in your life right now, if you feel like this is you, like you're somebody who's just still stuck in the trenches and you feel like you just never freaking get out of the trenches, I encourage you to start asking your higher self, your soul, what's in my blind spot? What am I not dealing with? What do I not want to face? And sometimes we've done so good at dancing around it that we really just don't see it anymore for what it is. Um, and so we have to be willing to pull those blinders off our eyes and pierce the veil and really come face to face with the truth of those types of things. And um, you can look at even the relationships in your life, your relationship with other people, your relationships with certain people, um, your relationship with money, your relationship with your community, your relationship even with creativity. You can really begin to pay attention to your relationship to everything um, to begin to see what could possibly be in the blind spots. What is occurring? Where are there blockages? What is going on? Um, break those blockages down. Break that chaos down. And what you'll notice is that there ends up being some themes you end up seeing some things that really have something in common. You didn't realize that this over here to my left had something in common with this over here to my right. But when you start to break down, what are these core beliefs that you're building off of? You know, they're part of your building blocks. Um, you'll come to find that there's a lot that have something in common. 
and that is going to be one of your your main pain points uh, to start working with to heal to transmute to do that inner alchemy um, and because of this uh, I, I really want to encourage all of us to have compassion with one another and to realize that compassion is not about um, I've been where you're at and so somehow I'm, I'm farther ahead or I'm above you and I, I can hold um, empathy or even like for you. It's not like a relationship between the healer and the one who's needing healing, okay? Compassion is more about being able to relate to the shared humanity between you and another person. It's you realizing that um, that pain has been something deep inside of you as well. It might show up in different ways, but like this is your shared humanity with somebody. And so when you really can look at the other person as yourself, being able to look at someone as you, long enough to actually connect from a very genuine place in your heart, um, then you are able to share humanity in that way of intuitively knowing what the other person needs, what you can offer, um, whether it's just being still, whether it's just listening, whether it's offering comfort, whether it's um, being willing to, to give some insight if that's what they're needing, whether it's, you know, holding space, whether it's doing an act of service, an act of kindness, whether it's um, connecting them to someone. Um, and so that's what compassion is. It's being at such a level of equality that you're able to truly see the other person for who they are being. And I say for who they are being because sometimes people... Who they are being is not the truth of who they are. So I don't look at people as like, oh, that's who they are. <laughs> like, no, that's an identity that they have at the moment. That's who they're currently being. But that doesn't mean that they're not capable of being X, Y, and Z. Like, we are all capable of changing the identity at any given point to pick something so much more healthy and serving of us. Um... And so this is why for me, having so much compassion for myself and other people is so vital with this journey and why in the spiritual community, um, sometimes we, you will find people who really feel like they just have all the answers and they just know for sure and it has to be this way and it's for sure that way. And, um, and so we have to watch out for spiritual ego and spiritual super, superficialness. Um, even in that community, because we we have to come to a place of understanding that our words, especially if it crosses paths with someone whose brain and psyche has developed under trauma, um, can have such heavy impact and distortions and and spiritual concepts can get so distorted um, that it, it actually creates a lot of damage. And I feel like this comes from people being so attached to their view, no matter how much facts and evidence they have, is the only way, or it's the only right way. It's very almost dangerous to me 
So um, even in the spiritual community, even everything I say, you know, it's being able to take that pause and understand that these are all perceptions. And we can literally like maneuver and move through perceptions and belief systems um, and embody what we need in that given moment to bring out the best version of us, to bring out the higher self of us, to get us through the trenches. And then at any given point of time, we can literally put those down and pick up something else. We are never stuck. We aren't even stuck with an identity. It's only because we think it. It's only because we're so attached to this identity that we then become very limited and confined by it. And we can break through that any given point. So that's one of, that's a powerful way to break through the trenches is to look at what identity am I embodying right now? What evidence do I have to back this up that I apparently have some because I'm holding on tight to it and it's, it's definitely co-creating with me everything going on around me. So why have I created this stagnation? Why have I created this blockage? Why have I created um, the trenches and not actually let myself get out of it? Why am I the airplane going up and down but not actually flying? Like there's a part of you that's, that is helping create this stagnation or confusion or procrastination or blockage. So what is it? For whatever reason, it, it's doing it because it, it's thinking that it's protecting you for some, for something. So what is it? And like, we have to be careful with this because sometimes we even blame divine timing. Like, oh, it just wasn't divine timing. And so we have to look at that. Is that true? Is it really because it wasn't of divine timing? Or are we using that as a crutch because we don't realize in our blind spot, we have a, 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 alter, a totally different reason for why it's occurring. Because in my eyes, and maybe this is just me, um, you know, there is divine timing. It's a very real thing, but it's also like um, that which is higher than you wants the best for you all the time. Like it doesn't have a reason for you to not have what's best for you unless you just can't handle it yet. Like if your soul is not ready to handle what's best for you because it's just not ready <laughs> and it needs to you know, have a little bit more of this or refined here or experience this before so that it, it can actually enjoy what the higher self wants to give you. Well, then realize that even though that is divine timing at play, it's also letting you know that um, you have a hand in this divine timing. You get to help decide whether it's something that occurs way out there um, ahead of you, quote, ahead, or if it's something you want to experience now. And um, looking at what it is you truly desire in your dream and then looking at why you don't have it now. What is in the way? What, what is the leap that is needing to occur? What is being asked of you to get from point A to point B so that you can actually experience stuff like this in the now instead of just, oh, I'll just wait on divine timing or it must not have been divine timing and so you just let go of your dream. It's like you... It's like sometimes we can convince ourselves um, to abandon our dream or push it off for farther down the road and we blame it as, well, it must be divine timing. Um, and so just being able to look at the difference, sometimes divine timing really is part of the reason. Um, so I'm not saying that let's discredit that because there really are situations that really have been 
like the hands of all that is, the hands of the universe, the hands of God seem to directly be involved. Um, so I'm not discrediting that. I'm just saying that sometimes we have to really stop and look and dissect this for a while just to make sure that we're not using things like that as a crutch. Because sometimes we can use spiritual concepts and spiritual teachings as a crutch, including our experiences. And so, you know, whatever is going on, I just, um, I ask that um, if, you know, if there are anyone, anyone out there who wants support, you can just write me. I'd be happy to pray for you. I am a praying spirit. I love to pray. To me, our words create, therefore our our prayers create. So it's like divine intervention. Um, I'm also accepting clients right now. If anyone would like to work with me one-on-one, I do have an application process. Again, I only take clients who are truly ready to get out of being stuck. <laughs> like they're done with the pain. It's bad enough. They're ready to just show up and be committed because I like, I just don't have time for anyone who's not committed. Um, you have to really want this because, um, I go hard with it. <laughs> like, uh, I am an agent of deep transformation and deep growth and, um, have a shit ton of experience. And so, um, I'm a very loving soul, but I definitely am someone who is going to expect that level of commitment because that is how you actually change your life. That is what keeps you from looking for a way to take a back door and exit a cop out, you know, because a lot of us, we make a decision or we think, you know, we've made a commitment, but it's like we kind of keep this back door open just in case it doesn't work out or we're not enjoying it, then we're going to slip out the back door. And with me, it's like, you have to come to a point where I know for sure that this is what I want. I want to get better. I want healing. I want my life to be different. There's no other possibility. It has to get better. And that, and when you reach that place, then I know that you're ready to work with me until then I let you go spend your money and do your stuff with other people. Um, because until you hit that point, uh, you know, it's just not time to work with me. I'm like the person people finally come to after they've exhausted all their other avenues. Unless they've had their own experience within, which is beautiful because part of how I do everything I do is helping turn everything back to the other person so that they're empowered all the time and figuring this out inside, really finding their gifts and growing it so that they're not dependent on me. Um, so I help people become the tool, to become the actual tool, the actual channel to where you no longer even need tools outside of you. I don't use tarot cards. I don't use crystals. I don't use um, divination tools. Like, but like, I think I do actually in my own natural way. I actually have a process, but I don't use tools. And um, that's because true power comes within a lot of us have traded our power for something outside of us. So all of those tools outside of us are just ways to help teach us our own power. It's to give us our magic back. It's to exercise a muscle that's already within us. And so I have already become the tool itself. And so what I do is I help other people become their own tool so that they no longer need anything outside of them. So it's really powerful. <laughs> um, you can find me online 
um, at the Shadow Work Enlightenment group on Facebook. Um, Leslie Phillips, that's my name. You can, the Shadow Shaman, that's on YouTube, Vimo, um, Facebook, or you can email me at the Shadow Shaman Pod at gmail.com. And uh, I just want to say one more thing that hopefully brings some joy <laughs> is that, um, you know, the clips passed. This, you know, we went through so much retrograde over these past months that if you really look back around May to where we are now, like if you just see the level of change and transformation and growth you've endured and experienced, like if it's anything like me, it's been profound. Um, so it's really beautiful because we've really come so far. And so I just want everyone to take a moment to really acknowledge that how much change has already naturally occurred um, and give ourselves thanks for being willing to show up in that way, for loving ourselves enough to keep going. Um, we have been through some tough times as a collective and I think that we are all doing so amazing. We're doing so beautiful. I just really want to encourage you all. I just want to be uplifting for a moment and empowering that, um, Everybody is doing great. We are all where we should be as we're doing. Um, I say it that way because I, I just don't believe in anxiety. I don't believe in um, looking at the past and, and getting caught up and wishing things were different. I, I am such a believer and we always have the now. And being in the now is powerful and we can do anything that we want to change the course of the way things are going. Um, by being in the now and, and seeing what is best for us. So I think we're all doing amazing. And um, pretty soon, this transition time as a collective is going to finally um, level itself out in the sense that this is all preparing and building for all of next year. Um, we have been planting seeds this whole time. So hopefully the seeds you're planting is that which what you really do desire and not that which you don't. So Again, just focusing on what you truly want for your life, giving so much gratitude for it, looking at what has kept you from getting there without getting stuck on it, just a, a general observation so you understand what it is you need to transcend, transmute, and change. And this is going to be way more beneficial and powerful, and it's going to have a direct role in everything you're about to experience going onward after, you know, at the beginning of the new year than if you've been focusing on lack and what you don't have and what you're not happy about and the negative, you know, that's what part of this transition has been on a collective level is to help teach us how to get out of those negative mental states and those patterns and thinking, um, ways of thinking. And so it's never too late um, to take captive of your thoughts, surrender them to your higher self. Um, be, you know, shadow work is... Being willing to observe our thoughts, whether it's positive or negative, to observe it long enough just to understand what it is, like what's the root cause of this, what's really bothering me, and then not getting stuck there. Being able to move the fuck on <laughs> and surrender it, take it captive, give it to source um, so that you can basically get rid of that bad seed and plant a new seed that is healthier for you. Um, 
but we take the time to observe simply so that we can get a better, deeper understanding of what is really bothering us. And um, a lot of times it's deep. It's like we think it's one thing, but if you keep digging and asking questions, you'll find that one thing has such a deeper meaning, whether it's um, we feel out of control and maybe we don't feel safe now, so it's a safety thing. Um, I am not safe, I don't feel safe, whether it's I am not enough, whether it's I can't do this, I'm incapable, um, I'm not worthy, like you looking for the lie that hides behind fear is what I call it. When you are dealing with these things that are bothering you, typically there's actually a fear somewhere. And if you keep digging, you can find that fear that's actually motivating this thought. And um, if you dig into that fear, typically we come down to a core lie. And as we discover these core lies and we surrender and, and allow them to come up, to the consciousness for awareness so we can begin that healing process, um, you will find that it becomes easier and easier to genuinely and authentically be in a more positive state of mind and natural creative flow. So that's it for today. That's the message that I wanted to come through. I hope that was helpful. I hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend. And you know, I love hearing from you guys. So any feedback, any insight, any thoughts, um, if there's topics you would like for me to cover, there's so much I could talk about. Um, so just write me, let me know, and I'd be happy to record on that. All right.